Hello and welcome to the 2019 GHSA football season. I am Art Mosley, the host of the Turd Ferguson Report. We continue uh, the 2019 season with our conversations with coaches. Uh, today, our get, we are happy to have our guest, Coach William Harrell. Uh, Coach Harrell joined us last season uh, in 2018. Had a great season. Uh, the Rebels won a school record eight games, uh, made a uh, playoff appearance. I believe they're only the fifth one in school history. So uh, Coach Harrell has the Rebels moving in the right direction. And uh, Coach Harrell, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well. Uh, great to be here. Uh, thanks so much, Coach. Uh, let's let's talk about off season. We let, when we spoke last year, we got to know a little bit about your your uh, where you came from at, at Georgia Southern and how you got to Hepsiva. But let's talk about you a little bit. What do you do in the off season? How do you spend your off season? Is there anything that you and your staff do to kind of recoup or refresh, or is it football twenty four seven three sixty five for you? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, for us, um, you know, football is not, uh, a 12, uh, year, I mean, 12 month, um, uh, sport force, uh, but our training is, mm-hmm. our training is. And so we encourage all of our student athletes to participate in as many sports as they possibly can in the school. Um, we don't, we're not fans of specialization. You know, we're not fans of guys playing just football year-round or just basketball year-round, uh, just baseball year-round. We're not fans of that. We're fans of guys uh, participating in as many sports as they possibly can. And the only thing that we ask is that uh, they use the entire year to improve themselves uh, in the weight room uh, as well as uh, out um, – on the field or in the track atmosphere, whatever the case may be. But we're big on making sure that uh, they have speed development and stress development year-round. We're big on that. And so as long as guys do what I call represent the brand, which is uh, participate uh, on behalf of the school, we're more than happy with that. And so our coaches kind of spread out with that. Um, Our defensive coordinator – he helps with the middle school uh, that we have uh, uh, that feeds into us. Uh, I help with the track uh, program here at the high school. Uh, we have some other coaches that are kind of spread out through different sports. So we have a situation where, you know, we don't necessarily uh, have a break in terms of us working, uh, but we do have a break in terms of football. Um, now, once uh, spring hits and any of those guys is not participating in any sports. Uh, you know, we will get those guys back into football. And, you know, we still got voluntary workouts and things like that that we do. We still weight train year-round. Uh, but uh, we make sure that guys understand that uh, their priority is in whatever sport is going on at that time. And so hopefully it encourages our guys to be well-rounded and uh, also – uh, build them, you know, keep themselves from, you know, getting out of shape or getting into any trouble off the field. Understand that, Coach. Uh, last season, you guys reeled off eight uh, eight wins, which is a school record. Uh, what was the secret to success uh, in 2018? Uh, the secret is there is no secret. Um, I think, you know, you got to start off with our coaching staff, um, our defense coordinator, uh, uh, T.J. Norris, 
uh, did an outstanding job. You know, uh, he's he's been a, a, a valuable asset for us uh, ever since he's come on board. Uh, you know, this was going into his, you know, he just finished his second year. And, you know, what he had put into place uh, was just, you know, things that our guys were able to go ahead and, you know, continue to build off of his first year there. Um, we have probably uh, one of the best defensive line coaches uh, in the area, and uh, Joshua Hayward uh, did an outstanding job with our defensive line. Uh, they were very dominant, especially the second half of the year. Uh, you know, uh, you know, we got uh, good coaches on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Cornell Harris, offensive coordinator, uh, really helped our quarterback develop and also did a really good job of developing our running backs to where uh, we had a running back that ended up rushing for over 1,600 yards, which was a school record uh, for us, you know, uh, for us. So, you know, I had to start off with my coaches, and then obviously the players. Um, our senior class was a special class. You know, when they came in, a lot of those guys had to play uh, their very first year. And, you know, ended up, you know, going through the situation where, you know, they went 3-7 uh, and seven their first year. Uh, they went 0-10 their second year. All those guys still hung in there. You know, they could have quit. They could have transferred. They hung in there. Uh, they trusted the process and, you know, continue to get stronger in the weight role, continue to develop. You know, we went four to six uh, the year before and, you know, just missed out on the playoffs. And then, you know, they didn't stop. They continued to believe and they did something that hadn't been done since I had been at Epsilon. And that was they led themselves as players. Mm. Uh, they, they, they were, you know, the team was player led primarily. And I think that was a huge factor in us winning the amount of games we won because it wasn't just about the coaches holding players accountable, but they were holding themselves accountable. Uh, when they made mistakes, they recognized that it was not acceptable. It was not okay for them to make those mistakes. And so, you know, uh, we had a lot of supporting cast, guys who are going to be seniors this year. You know, they were juniors last year. Uh, a couple of sophomores who are now juniors this year, they helped and contributed. And so it was a number of things. You know, it wasn't just me. It just wasn't, it wasn't just one guy. Uh, it was a combination of everything. We had our superstars, you know, the best players on our team. Uh, they were team guys. And then you had your supporting cast guys who, you know, get their roles. And so um, we were very fortunate uh, with all those things coming together uh, first half of the season that we had. Coach, how has the uh, off-season workouts gone for you guys? I know you uh, had the dead week, uh, 4th of July, but uh, go- going uh, coming into that week in June uh, and, and after spring football and then uh, as you're getting cranked up, how, how has that worked out for you guys this season? Uh, the uh, workouts have gone well. Um, these guys that we got now that are seniors, they, they're, you know, I always call those guys veterans. Um, they know how things work, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, tempo, in terms of, you know, what we're asking out of them, uh, in terms of what we're trying to accomplish. Um, I think sometimes what happens is uh, you get teams that, you know, work, just for the sake of working, 
for us, we always make sure there's a why to it. Mm. Uh, and, and, you know, when we train, we don't train just, you know, to just train and that's it. We train with an intended purpose. So what we do in the summer is different than what we may do uh, now we're in training camp. So now there's a different focus. Uh, you know, and it is a different focus when we get into the off season, you know, January through March. So we got different objectives and different things we're trying to accomplish all through these different periods. Um, so a lot of these guys, they, they know what we're doing. So it's just a matter now of guys making sure that they show up, making sure that they are, you know, attending regularly and uh, make sure that when they are here, they maximize their best effort. Um, our numbers have been good. We've been uh, pretty much in between the 40s to 50s uh, consistently as far as our varsity. Uh, you know, training camp, we're bringing in about 50-some guys right now. Uh, we'll end up, uh, when JV is, you know, over and done with, if we get JV brought in, we'll end up having about 70 to 80 players. And so we're just trying to make sure that we build on what we've had the last couple of years and, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, we keep the main thing the main thing, which is uh, getting good at our fundamentals and making sure that we maximize uh, our effort. On the phone with Coach William Harrell, the head coach of the Hepsiver Rebels, Coach, uh we 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 mentioned that season before last year, but we, we turned the page, turned the calendar. What are you looking forward to the most in 2019? I'm looking forward to the same thing we've done the last two years, which is uh, to accomplish our vision, uh, to make sure our guys are exposed to the game of football uh, in its purest form, uh, to try to make sure guys appreciate it, you know, appreciate the game uh, for what it is. You know, not just them playing as of today, but uh, what the game has meant to so many people throughout the decades. And, you know, the way it started and, you know, why why it's special to so many people. Um, preparation, uh, not just, you know, now in, in games and stuff like that, but preparation for life after high school. Uh, the reality is everybody's not going to go to college. Uh, will we like everybody to go to college? Yes. But everybody doesn't want to go to college in terms of what the ultimate goal is. Some people are going to go to the armed forces. Some people are going to go directly to the workforce. Uh, some people are going to go into apprenticeships, different things of that nature. And our job uh, is, you know, teachers. And I say teachers, I'm not talking about in the classroom, but I believe every coach should be a teacher of life. And so our job as teachers and mentors uh, is to make sure that our young men are prepared so when they leave us, they know that, you know, they know to, to expect drug tests when they go uh, on the job or when they go to a college program. They know that they need to be on time to where they're supposed to be at. They know that they got to make sure that they have all the materials necessary to be prepared. These are things that, you know, we're trying to make sure that they, we're instilling in them now. So when they get to life after high school, uh, they're already prepared. And then the last thing for us is character. We want to make sure that we instill lifelong values in these guys. So when they're faced with tough choices, uh, without their mom, their dad, uh, you know, without us, uh, that 
they can make the right choice intrinsically, not because, you know, we told them to, but because they know it's the right thing for them. Uh, you know, we've been teenagers. You've been a teenager. I've been a teenager. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to make mistakes. Everything's not going to be perfect. But we want to try to help these guys as much as possible make more right decisions than wrong decisions. And, and you know, it's always a process. It's not always something that's going to end perfectly. But, you know, that is what our goal is. And, you know, we try to make sure that that is what our our primary focus stays on. You know, everybody wants to win ball games. Everybody wants to be the last team uh, playing in December. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, only one team is going to win the championship. Everybody else is going to be disappointed in each class. Mm-hmm. So, for us, it's bigger than the trophy. You know, we want to win the trophy, but our goal isn't, you know, just to win the trophy. Our, our goal is to make sure our men are better uh, when they leave us than when they came to us. And then in the process, you know, if we get an opportunity uh, to win as many games as possible and get an opportunity to win a title, uh, that'll be great too. Well, Coach, uh, certainly preaching uh, preaching uh, a message. A lot of thing. A lot of times, people forget on a Friday night they just go and watch a ball game, but the. Uh, these young men are more than just football players. And uh, I, I really appreciate you taking time to, to kind of give us a, the, the reality of uh, being a high school football coach and what your, what your goal is. And like you said, you know, people want to win ball games, but uh, you know, at, at the end of this season, these young men are going to go on. These seniors are going to go on to, to uh, the next phase of their life and next season of their life. And um Man, just uh, it sounds like the community has a, a gym over there in you that uh, is really pouring into these uh, these young men. So thank you for what you're doing. Uh, no, no problem at all. And one thing I want to add to that too, um, if you if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Um, it, two years ago, we were at zero and ten. Uh, you know, as a coach, you know that was probably the worst time of my life, but it was also the best time. I didn't know it at the time. And the reason why I say that is because I didn't create a vision and mission for this program until that happened. Uh, too often we as coaches take other people's vision mm-hmm. and we try to put it into other programs. You've always heard of uh, trust the process or mm-hmm. uh, win, win the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you've heard those. And, and there's nothing wrong with those visions. The problem is those were those guys' visions. Mm-hmm. Like, that was Nick Saban's vision. Trust the process is his vision. So, you know, he's if you look at his program, he's going to try to walk that out to the T because that's truly what his program is about. If you, if you take someone else's vision, the problem is that you don't oftentimes make sure everything lies exactly up to it. And so I implore all coaches, you know, all head coaches, whether they're young, whether they're old, whatever, they need to make sure that whatever vision they got in place, first of all, they need to have one. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be something that is true to them and what they want out of their program. But then after that, they need to make sure that everything they do, every policy, every procedure, every mission, every core value, every expectation, everything they have, needs to coincide with that vision. Uh, 
for us, we do drug tests on our players. We're not required to do drug tests. We do drug tests for marijuana because it goes back to our vision. I talked about preparation. Our guys got to know that when they go to certain situations and jobs and whatnot, they're going to have to take drug tests. It's not because we, you know, we got a moral situation on it. It just goes back to what we're talking about vision-wise. So if we if we are going to go ahead and prepare them for that now, there's no reason for them not to be prepared when they leave us in that same capacity. And, and that's just an example. We get a guy that gets, you know, tests positive for marijuana. We suspend them two and a half games. Now, this is whether they, you know, this is whether they've been at practice every game. I mean, every game. Mm-hmm. They've been to every practice. It, it doesn't matter if they've been a starter, all region, all state. It doesn't matter. We got a kid right now uh, that he was all region last year for us. He tested positive. He's going to miss our first two and a half games this senior year. There's no exceptions to that rule. There's no, well, coach, what about this big game? No, that's not how it goes. Because it goes back to what we're ultimately trying to do. For us, values mean more than results. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it will serve coaches well for their programs if they go ahead and make sure that everything they do aligns with what they believe in. Um, when I went 0-10 and I still had some guys calling me up to ask me about, you know, if I wanted to, you know, take a job off or somewhere else. What I realized as a coach is it's not about me. It's not about whether I can coach or not. I've been blessed by the good Lord to be able to coach. That's not the situation. The situation is what are we as coaches doing to make sure young people from year to year are becoming responsible adults uh, for the future? Coach, thanks for uh, thanks for that, and we we like, again appreciate what you're doing over in Hepsiva. And and uh, if anybody doubts the passion that Coach Rell has uh, about leading young men, uh, go replay the last uh, eight minutes of this, uh, dropping a lot of knowledge here. Coach, uh, what's the biggest challenge for you and your staff coming into this season? For us, it's about making sure that. Uh, our guys understand that our expectations don't change. Uh, our vision, our values, our mission doesn't change, regardless of what the outside world does. Um, it's easier when you're in the summer because it's just you and your players and you don't have uh, school going on and everything like that. It becomes difficult when schools start because now, uh, you know, uh, athletes get around their peers. Mm-hmm. So now, that, you know, you're dealing with, you know, uh, their peers, the expectations their peers put on them, uh, the expectations that their parents, uh, the community, the fans put on them, uh, the expectations that they deal with academically as far as with their teachers, uh, their administration, uh, you know, wanting to make sure that they uh, set a good example in the hallway, in the cafeteria. And so... All those pressures now come back into play once school starts. Uh, it's important to recognize that what other people do, what other people define you as, does not identify who you are 
on what you're expected to do. And it's important that our players uh, remember that. Because oftentimes, you know, you get the situation where you win some games and now other people place expectations on you. And the truth of the matter is you've got one or two choices. You can allow them to define the expectations or you can define the expectations yourself and strive for that. Uh, for us, our job was to try to make sure that we prepared our guys to win every game. That was when we went four and six. That was when we went eight and three. And so our expectation this year is no different. Now, the outside world is going to expect us, hey, you guys won eight games. You guys should do well this upcoming year. That's fine. But we're not going to go based off of them in terms of us doing well. We're going to go based off of what we've already expected out of ourselves, which is to be disciplined, to be tough, and to show heart in every game, and to make sure that we accomplish all of our goals and expectations uh, every game and play at, our, play at the highest level we can play at uh, in every game. And as long as we do that, uh, we know that we'll have a great opportunity to be successful. Coach, who are some of the names uh, to be familiar with for your team, both on offense or defense, and uh, what kind of makes these young men stand out to you? Uh, we got, uh, you know, we, we picked team captains uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so I'll be remiss if I don't mention those guys. Uh, I start off with the seniors. Uh, Enoch Howard uh, is a kid who – uh, he played safety for us last year. He'll play strong safety uh, coming up this year. Uh, very physical kid. Uh, he's been recruited by a number of schools. Um, the Citadel uh, has been offered by Liberty uh, University. He's also been offered by uh, Troy University and uh, East, East Carolina. He's got a number of schools that, you know, are very – uh, high on him right now, and so uh, he's a kid that has uh, worked hard this all season. Put on about ten pounds of muscle, and uh, we're really looking for a great season out of him. Uh, we have uh, Eshawn Mays. Uh, Eshawn Mays is uh, a uh, tight end for us. He played wide receiver the last three years. He's gotten really big. He's now like six four, two twenty, and so he's playing tight end for us now. Uh, he's, he's another kid like Eshawn who's, who's got recruited very heavily this off season. And, uh, he's going to be, you know, really, uh, the one of, you know, the main leader for us offensively. And so we're really counting on him, uh, to be a, a, a bigger, have a bigger impact for us in terms of our leadership. Uh, we have, uh, in addition to those two guys, uh, we have Ronald Coleman who is a quarterback for us. Uh, he's, you know, a kid that's played, you know, he'll be a four-year letterman now. Uh, he plays corner. He's also played a slot receiver for us in the past. And he's a kick returner and punt returner for us. Uh, very dangerous with the ball in his head. Uh, this offseason, he won, uh, you know, he plays top five in the state uh, for his uh, weight class in the uh, powerlifting competition. This offseason, uh, in the state. And, uh, he also played baseball. He plays, has played baseball for the last three years. So it's just a really good all around athlete. Uh, 
you know, that typical high school, you know, high school stud where, you know, height, you know, he's, he's a short kid, about five, six, five, seven, but, you know, he's a gamer. He's not going to allow his height to dictate, you know, his aggressiveness. And so, uh, we're really proud to have him on our ball club. And then lastly, uh, Marshall Chambers. Uh, Marshall Chambers is a, you know, quarterback for us. He's a junior. Had a really good offseason at a number of camps. You know, uh, very athletic, uh, dual threat quarterback. Uh, I think he's going to end up having a breakout season for us, uh, with what we're going to ask him to do. We lost, you know, our top running back. And so with the running backs we got coming back, uh, you know, he's going to be asked to shoulder, uh, more of the load, uh, going into this season. Coach, um, who are some of the players? I know you mentioned some of your your leaders coming back this season, but who are some of the players that could be headed for a big season? I know you mentioned uh, 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 Marshall Chambers uh, at quarterback, but is anybody else on the team you, you got a void to fill at running back or or somebody on the defense that could be headed for a big season this year? Uh, yes, um, I think our receivers are going. You know, they're going to have some really good opportunities uh, to make plays this year. Uh, Eric Harris, uh, and, uh, Malik Gandy. Uh, both of those guys are experienced guys who have waited their turn. Um, you know, Malik Gandy has been what I call a program guy. You know, he's been in the program for three years and, you know, we've had a lot of good players in front of him. And it hasn't been a thing where he hasn't worked hard and stuff. It's just been, you know, we've had, we've had a lot of good receivers. And so now, He's going into his senior year, and this is his opportunity now to start. And, uh, you know, this is his golden opportunity to really do something special. So I'm looking for a good season out of him as well as Eric Harris on offense. Uh, defensively, uh, you know, we have uh, two defensive tackles, uh, uh, Jalen Gibson and Raul Rodriguez. Uh, both of them are very talented. Uh you know, Raul Rodriguez has a very high motor and, uh, very, you know, very, uh, physical kid, low to the ground, uh, low center of gravity, uh, very tough kid to be able to block one on one. Um, Jalen Gibson has a lot of talent. Um, you know, uh, whenever you hear the term small ankles, uh, for a defensive tackle, that's usually a really good thing, uh, because they're very big, but they're very agile and that's him. And so we're looking for, you know, those two guys to cause problems. Uh, we also got a, a kid named, uh, Dominique, uh, Morris, who has had to wait behind an all-state defensive end, uh, Elijah Mays last year. And so he's now getting the opportunity to start. And, uh, another program kid who, you know, when he first came in, you know, was not ready to play football at all. And, you know, it's used three years to really build his body up to where now he's ready to go. You know, he's ready to start. And so we're looking at him to really have a breakout season as well. Um, we have a kid at uh, our other strong safety spot named uh, Jaden Walford. Uh, Jaden Walford played receiver for us last year. He came to us two years ago from Marietta High School. And uh, he played receiver for us last year, did well. This year he's making the switch over to strong safety. And he's already made some really big hits and really uh, big plays for us uh, in the contact camps and spring balls. So 
we're looking for him to continue that his development there, and uh, we're looking for a good season out of him as well. Coach, let's uh, switch gears to off the field. Uh, players on your team who were high performers in the community uh, and or in the classroom. Uh, Malik Gandy is probably one of the best kids in the classroom. Uh, done a really good job having a really high GPA. Um, Ronald Coleman is another kid that does very well. Uh, he, uh, he's actually in my homeroom and, uh, he's our, he's our, uh, homeroom president. So he does a lot of good stuff in the school. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of our guys, you know, are very popular in the school and, do a lot of things throughout the school. Jalen Gibson uh, does a lot of stuff in the school as far as, you know, uh, getting things done and helping out as far as, you know, with our, in, our intervention specialist, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Walden. And so, you know, it's hard to kind of pick individuals out uh, because a lot of our guys do different things. Ja'Cory uh, Johnson is another kid that helps a lot out uh, throughout the school. And so um, it's kind of one of those things where we really, you know, that's one of the expectations of our guys, as opposed to it being like the exception, uh, is really looked at as being the norm. Good deal, Coach. Always good to hear players uh, uh, being molded into leaders, and uh, especially amongst their peers. Uh, Coach, Coach, looking at your schedule, uh, are there any games different from last year that pop up that are circled on your calendar? Is it just one week at a time for you guys? It is one week at a time. Uh, the, the game we circle is always our rival, our rivalry games. Uh, and so, uh, we have two rivalry, uh, we have a rivalry scrimmage and a rivalry game. And, uh, that's because, you know, those happen to be our two teams that historically have been our rivals. And so we have Cross Creek as a scrimmage. Uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, coming up. And so we're looking forward to uh, going against them. Uh, we didn't go against them last year. They weren't on our schedule. So we're looking forward to going against them. And uh, we're sure that's going to be, you know, a packed house. And a lot of people will be there for that. And then our other rivalry game is against Butler. And, uh, you know, uh, Coach Meyer Newton's always got those guys prepared and, you know, have those guys motivated. And they always play ve- us very tough. Uh, defensively, you know, we, we barely, uh, squeaked out a victory against them last year. And, uh, so they're, they're always, you know, a tough, a tough game for us. So those are the two games that are special to us. Uh, but otherwise, you know, you know, because of historic history, but otherwise, you know, every game is, uh, is a, a game that we, uh, you know, get ready for in that week. Good deal, Coach. Uh, a couple more questions for you as we wrap it up here uh, today. If you could see any rule change in the game, uh, uh, what would it be? Hey, um, that's tough. Um, you know, right now I'm up pretty good with the rules that they got in place now. It's going to be interesting to see how the rule change going from 25 seconds to 40 seconds, how that affects games. And so that's going to be really interesting to see how that unfolds. Uh, we got a play clock now. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for the, and so that's going to help us, you know, in terms of preparation and things like that. Um, but I don't know how it's going to affect the pace of play. And so 
I don't know if it's going to be a good thing or bad thing. Uh, you know, we're we're looking forward to see how you know how things go throughout the season. But uh, other than that, I mean, you know, I would say the only thing I would like to get changed is uh, the thing about uh, play. I guess like player deception, you know, things like that. Um, that's a rule that I think only GHSA has. And even that has been subjective. Uh, we've had situations where, you know, we, we are what you would call a single wing team. And so for us, we can snap the ball to multiple players. Mm-hmm. And we've had plays where we'll snap the ball to an up back. And, uh, we've had that play called back because, uh, we were deemed, uh, you know, the unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, you know, being deceptive to the other team. So, you know, those are the type of rules I wish would, you know, they would kind of reevaluate. Uh, but other than that, you know, I'm pretty good with the rules that's in place now. Wrapping it up with Coach William Harrell, the head coach of the Hepsiville Rebels. Uh, coach, uh, last question for you. Uh, what what message, if any, do you have for the fans uh, in the community and the school about this year's team? Uh, just the same message I always have, which is uh, support, you know, support your, your student-athletes, support, you know, your sons, support, you know, these guys. Uh, as they go throughout the season, uh, it, it is a long-term process. It's not, you know, you know, just, you know, a short season. And these guys need all the support they can get. And that's not just on the field, but off the field. You know, hold them accountable in the, in the classroom. Hold them accountable in the hallway, in the cafeteria, on the streets, in the community. Um, and understand that. Uh, there are no favors given to them. Do not, uh, enable them and do not, uh, you know, give them any preferential treatment. Uh, treat them just as you would treat any other student and hold them to the expectations that, uh, we have for them, you know, as a program. Coach, thank you so much for your time. Your season kicks off in less than a month. Uh, we know you have the scrimmage against, um, uh, cross cross creek. Yes, yes, sir. But uh, but you guys start in earnest on uh, August twenty third against Richmond Academy. Uh, Coach, it's been my pleasure as always to speak with you. Thanks so much for spending some time with us on the show. Uh, best of luck this season, and uh, we uh, hope to talk to you soon. All right, thank you. Thanks again to head coach William Harrell, the head coach of the Hepsville Rebels. The Hepsville located just a little bit south of Augusta, Georgia, over in Richmond County. The Rebels play in Class 2A, Region 4. They will get their season kicked off against Richmond Academy on August 23rd. Best of luck to the Rebels and Coach Harrell. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of the Turd Ferguson Report and our conversations with coaches. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, you can find us on the web at turdferguson.com. That's T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N.com. Or on Twitter at turdfergusonrpt. T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. If you like what you're hearing, make sure you comment in our comment section or leave us a message on Twitter. Make it a great day, everybody. 